Brought to you by the WZIP sports team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Over well, I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of SPT Overtime. I am your host, Logan Congrove, and joining me today is... Patrick Weber. And we are back again with another soccer podcast second installment of our soccer podcast here on SPTOT but this time we're going to talk a little bit about collegiate soccer and not only collegiate soccer Akron Zip soccer love to see it you know that I am like the number one Zips fan in the entire world he definitely is so getting a chance to then talk about our very own Akron Zips the pride and joy of this school is going to be a lot of fun I'm looking forward to it we got a really Good show. A lot of people to talk about, a lot of things to talk about. I'm ready to dive into it. And not only are we talking about the men's team, we're also talking about the women's team. This is a campus-wide Zip Soccer podcast. Lots of things to go over today. We're going to start on the men's side, though. Pat, like you said, you are the biggest Zips men's soccer fan I know. What are you thinking of the team this far? Pure domination. I mean, we are looking like we're ready to go out and win another title. We've been on a bit of a slump since 2014 when we made it to the uh, finals the last time but I'll tell you we have been dominating on and off the field I mean 5-0 and right now and we just shut out Michigan State there's not a lot you can say about that other than we are just pure just domination just that pure is, domination that is a fantastic win for the Zips I'm gonna go through and review the games that the Zips have played thus far starting off August 25th the Zips played FIU won that one 5-3 then they played on the 29th of August, VCU at home. They won 3-1, to one, followed up by Wright State at home. They beat them 5-1, to one, and then finished up with, as Pat alluded to, on September 5th, a 2-0 victory over Michigan State, which is a huge win. Pat, what did you think of the Michigan State game, and how does it help the Zips going forward? It helps them tremendously because I know last year we got into a little bit of trouble with Michigan State when we played them in soccer. Didn't look as good this game complete 180 from what we saw last year taking on a Big Ten opponent. I mean, there's not all you can say. The crowd was electric. I was there the entire time. Love to see everybody come out. Like I said, it was Memorial Day, so, you know, not a lot going on. But still, we got a really good crowd out. It was electric. Not a whole lot you can say other than, I mean, it's a fantastic win. It's going to push us up higher. I believe we're uh, sitting at number nine in the entire nation right now, ranked. And we're only going to go up from there because Definitely. of this win. Who are some key players to look out for for the men's team? So all eyes are going to be on our leading scorer, Jason Shakaluk. He has three goals right now, seven points on the season. All eyes will be on him as he is the key focal point of this offense. Going into that game, um, another person that's going to be, uh, another player that's going to be looked at very heavily is Dyson Clapier. He just won MAC Player of the Week. So shout out you, Dyson. Keep doing what you're doing. You're absolutely killing it out there. But he's got seven shots leading us in the shots as well. But again, part of that high power offense that we have so all eyes will be on them not to mention too that uh like we talked about a little bit 
before we started recording, we do actually have some members of Akron City FC that I want to talk yes. about, including William Portman. Now, he is a bench player for our Akron Zips, but trust me, you don't want to sleep on him. He is one of the most explosive players on our team. If we ever need a spark, we will bring him into the game, and he will absolutely dominate on the field. So definitely keep an eye out for William Portman, uh, especially in the Indiana game and the Ohio State game coming up after that. He will be a key uh, piece coming off that bench, and I am so excited to see him get out there and play. I'm very excited as well. I got the chance to watch William Portman play all summer for Akron City FC, and William Portman was easily deserving of all the honors he received following that season. And guess what? We have an interview with William Portman right here for you. I had the opportunity to sit down with him this week and talk a little bit about Zip Soccer and what he expects for the season going forward. So here he is, William Portman of the Akron Zips. Hello, everyone. Today, I am sitting down with William Portman from the Akron Zips men's soccer team. William, how are you doing today? Doing really well, feeling good. Uh, just got finished with practice, uh, getting dialed in for Friday, and uh, yeah, feeling great. Absolutely. How did training go today? Training went really well. We did uh, some possession stuff and um, just some other stuff to get the boys dialed in and just create rhythm and just get sort of feeling good and feeling our rhythm just before we dive into tactics for Friday. For sure, for sure. The Akron Zips men's soccer team is currently sitting at 4-0 with wins over Florida International, VCU, Wright State, and Michigan State. William, in your opinion, what would you say has been working on and off the field for the team thus far? Um, off the field, it was really important to get a uh, good preseason. Um, we've got a lot of returning guys that have a lot of experience and a lot of new guys that can contribute to the team. On the field, um, we're just making sure that we're winning games, but we're winning games in different ways. You know, we're coming from behind, um, we're beating low blocks, we are beating high-press teams, so we're just trying to check all the boxes in terms of ways we're winning just to prepare for um, the rest of the season. What would you say was the toughest task of your preseason? Um, Dayton presented a, a real challenge. They came at us hard and fast, and it was our first um, exhibition away. Um, so that was real difficult with them being such a physical team. Um, uh, they put a lot of pressure on us and provided us a challenge that we were able to overcome. Uh, didn't win, but it provided um, some really valuable lessons in, in uh, how we can improve. 100%. For the remainder of the season, Expectations are always high, always have been for the Akron Zips. What would you say as a team right now your expectations are? Win every game, beat every team that's put in front of us. Um, when we're on our game and we're focused and dialed in, that's a, there isn't a team that can beat us. So if we play our game every game, then we expect W's only. W's only for the Akron Zips. A lot of the fans here love Akron soccer, definitely the most popular sport that we have on campus. Next up, the Zips will play the Ohio State Buckeyes, this time at home on September 13th, Tuesday, September 13th. Last season, the Zips fell to the Buckeyes in Columbus 1-0 with a late first-half goal. William, do you think that the Zips will bounce back this year? Most certainly. The boys are, the boys are fired up, so, um, you know, that still hurts. That loss still hurts, um, especially with it being the first one of, of last season. Um, and the way we lost wasn't good enough and that wasn't our standards. So, you know, we've got a great opportunity to go and beat them and beat them at home as well. So, you know, protect the house, fill the hill, protect the house. Definitely. Aside from the fans, what would you say the biggest advantage to playing at home at First Energy Stadium is? 
Um, the quality of the stadium, the stadium, the field, um, and the environment that's set for us is, is set up for success. Um, the field's immaculate, the, it's slick, um, and it's big. It provides us um, a fantastic stage in, in which we can, we can play Akron soccer. Um, that's you know that's known throughout the country to be top quality soccer and when you get given a surface like we do you you know you have no other choice you actually transferred to Akron your junior season what were some things that made you choose the zips in that process uh, the reputation um, you know com coming over here from England you don't know a great deal about um, college soccer or uh, college sports in general really um, but you know when you come over here even at Louisville, you know, they spoke about 2017 um, and Akron beating, beating Louisville and stuff. And it's, it's uh, the program produces pros left, right and centre. Um, and it's just got this reputation throughout the country that they're the team to beat, we're the team to beat. So it wasn't really a, a much of a choice. As soon as I found out that this is an opportunity, you know, the choice is made for itself. Definitely. When you talk about Phil the Hill, what do you think of the AK Rowdies behind the goal every game? Having the AK Rowdies uh, behind the goal every game, you know, it's like the 12th man. Um, having them chirp the opposition keeper the <laughs> whole time, um, plenty of noise. Uh, and just seeing just seeing support from students, you know, people your age um, that are enthusiastic about the sport that you play. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have people from from home coming to watch games like some of the local boys so having the AK Rowdies there you know is 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 a real pat on the back and it gives me that extra boost coming up for the rest of the season what would you say is one home game that fans should really look out for and definitely fill the hill for Ohio State I don't see why not beat the Buckeyes come come down come come see come fill the hill and come see us beat Ohio what is your favorite coach Embick saying favorite coach Embick saying probably that Arsenal is going to win the Premier League <laughs> so it's actually funny because the other guy that's going to be on this podcast with me, Pat Weber, is a big Arsenal fan and also shares that opinion. I do not <laughs> share that opinion. That's a good question for you then. Who do you think is going to win the Premier League? Oof. Um, safe bets, Man City. Um, but, you know, Arsenal are showing some good stuff. But, yeah, I'd say I'd say Man City. That's, a, that's the betting man's choice. 100%. Who do you support being from England? Who are the teams you support? Teams? No, no, there's just the one team, and that's Sheffield United. Through and through, uh, there's no other team for me. Sheffield United, the Blades, tune in, uh, in to watch Sheffield. They're at the top of the league right now in the championship, uh, ready for their return to the Premier League. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today, William. We really appreciate it. Stay tuned for the rest of the podcast right here on Sports Power Talk Overtime. Thanks for having me. That was Akron Zips men's soccer player William Portman that you just heard from. Pat, what did you think of William's interview? Anything you took away from it? Love to hear that Arsenal win the Premier League because we will. We're sitting at 6-1 and one right now. Did take a tough loss on uh, Sunday. I was talking a big game on air on uh, Power Talk. Hard to see that, but absolutely. Come out, fill the hill. We are playing Ohio State here. That game should easily be our biggest game of the year until the tournament because it's Ohio State we're talking about. That's, that is the biggest college here in Ohio, and we have the opportunity to play them on our home turf. We played them there last year. Now they get to come to Akron. Let's absolutely just take it to them. Fill the hill, pack those stands, get ready to have one of the best games ever 
I'm I'm excited. I can't wait for that game. Like truthfully, it, it's getting me fired up. Oh, I can't wait to beat the Buckeyes. It's going to be a great game. Fill the hill indeed. And Pat, as William alluded to, one of the great advantages of playing at First Energy Stadium is the AK Rowdies. You, as an avid Akron Zips fan, what do you think of the AK Rowdies, and how do you think that it truly influences the game, not only in soccer, but all sports for that matter? I'm a huge fan of the AK Rowdies. I'm actually uh, good friends with quite a few of them. Um, I love them. They do so much for the school. They're there. They get everyone you know, amped up, ready to go. Um, they really bring the energy, and that helps everybody else just bring everything they have out and just give all the energy that we can to the Zips, no matter where we are. I mean, you look at football. They're there every football game, no matter how bad the team has been. They're there every game. They're there. They're cheering on the Zips. Love to see it. For soccer, they got the drum. I love the drum. Okay, I'll be honest. That's one of my favorite things that we have out there is we got the drum. We got the flags. We, they just bring so much energy to the student section or to the crowd as a whole and that allows us to just push that on the zips and that always for the most part will help lead them to a victory because without the AK Rowdies let's be honest I don't think the games would be as much I don't think they'd be as fun in my opinion Pat I couldn't agree more there are a lot of competitive advantages to playing at First Energy Stadium and playing for the Akron Zips whether it's our team is fantastic our fans are fantastic our facilities are fantastic but one key thing that you do have to have in order to be a successful soccer program is a fantastic coach. And we do, in fact, have that. Head coach Jared Embick has been super successful at the helm of the Akron Zips. And once again, I got a chance to sit down with him this past week and talk a little bit about Zips soccer and where the program is headed. So here is Akron Zips men's soccer head coach Jared Embick. Ladies and gentlemen, I am now joined by Akron Zips men's soccer head coach, Jared Embick. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. The Akron Zips men's soccer team is having a successful season thus far. The team is currently sitting at 4-0 with wins over Florida International, VCU, Wright State, and Michigan State. Coach, I talked with William Portman a little earlier in the show about his opinion on this, but I wanted to get your take as well. What would you say has been working for you guys on and off the field so far? Yeah, I think for us on on the field, we've had a little bit more continuity uh, with this group. So, you know, a lot of the starting group has been with us at least since the spring, if not more. So we've been able to really, you know, gel a little bit together on what we're doing out there and roles and responsibilities. I think you kind of see that with the fluidity of our attack and, and how dangerous we look right now. And, you know, off the field, you know, I think it's, we have two new captains and we've lost, uh, you know, a couple seniors that were, were key members of our team. But in some respects, you know, it, it just has a little bit fresher feel to it with this group. And, and, you know, I think the chemistry so far has been better, but it, obviously, you know, if you have a loss or something down the road, it'll be tested. But right now we've handled situations and adversity pretty, pretty well early in the year. When playing these games, what is one thing that you take away from all of your wins so far that you can bring into the future for the season? Yeah, I, th- I think it's our ability to score goals in different ways. So no- normally it's our play out of the back, our skill, our uh, possession. You know, I think that has always been what has driven us. But this year you've seen us in transition uh, off set pieces be able to add some goals in the past that we haven't really done as well in the past. Definitely. Guys like Dyson Clapier are scoring goals for you, but sometimes you have to look to the bench in order to get that extra push. Who are some players that you would consider X-Factors off the bench that can make a difference when you need it? Yeah, we got uh, Ryan Kingsford, um, you know, who started a lot of games last year and 
he was just coming off uh, off-season foot surgery, so he's just not fully fit yet. So we, we pretty much have a starting like player off the bench that, that can uh, you know be one of the best goal scorers in the country. So I think you, you look to him first. You have Josh Hollenberger, um, you know, transfer from Clemson, and he's come in, and, and VCU really gave us a great spark and, and get the tying goal. And now they're just great player in the final third, you know, can can beat people off the dribble, can uh, has a great shot, good crossing ability. Um, and then you got some young guys, you know, Stefan uh, Dobrivovic, you know, local kid that, that has come on, and FIU scored, and, and another good, one v one player and, and quick, um, you know. I think those are early on been our best options off the bench. When you go into the locker room at halftime in a game, what are some things that you usually touch on, and how do you prepare for the second half as a coach? Yeah, you, you kind of look at going into the game. What did we think the other team would play like? You know, in terms of formation and style, you know. And as my staff are talking, we're we're identifying if that's the same or if they've made some tweaks that we need to make adjustments to. Then then. We'll definitely talk about that tactically. Uh, and then we look at our own game. Have we done what we think we were capable of doing in our own play? And if not, what's what are we off on? So, you know, tactically, there's a little bit about the opponents on, on you know, what, what we expect from them or what are they doing to hurt us. And then there's a lot more about us. Are we doing what we're capable of doing and playing like? And then obviously then there's a psychological, you know, motivational aspect, which – you know, could change depending on how the half ended, what the score is at half, you know, how you feel about effort. So, you know, you know, we try to give, you know, a little bit of time to the players to, to work through some of those things at the beginning where we talk about how we want to approach halftime as a staff. But, you know, typically we just give them three, four minutes, you know, probably two, three points and a little pep talk and then go back out. Coach, you were hired in 2012 to take over the Zips. It's now been 10 years at the helm. How would you say you've changed as a coach and what would you say has changed the most about Zip soccer? Yeah, great great question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I've changed enough. I think, uh, you know, for me, just um, I think I've always tried to approach the game the same way. I think uh, what I always try to do is evolve around the generation of kids and player management that may require, um, you know, cause it's different for everyone. Um, you know, and then zip soccer, I think, you know, look, we've kind of stayed true to who we are, you know, and, and an attacking team that wants to possess and, and press you. And I think all we've tried to do there is, is continue to find ways to make it better. Definitely. And that leads me into my next question, which ties into that. Every coach sees the game of soccer in a different way. How would you say that you see the game, and what are some things that you take with you going into a game day? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, if I look at the the college game, I think it's, you know, a lot more coaches and teams that play a little more direct, um, play not to lose in terms of, you know, if you're getting some pressure, just kick it long, that type of stuff. I think what, I, what I've always tried to do is uh, – See differently. I see about you know teamwork, guys working together as eleven, uh, the combinations and patterns you can put out there in terms of shape, triangles, diamonds. That those are really strong. Then you can play through pressure and you can play attractive soccer and you can win games. And yeah, you assume some risk, but the better you get at it, the risk less risk there is. So I think for me, maybe that's 
been how I kind of see the game a little bit differently. And, and you know, when we approach games, we approach it with the intent to, you know, play off each other, combine, play with each other, and not always make it about physical ability and size and strength and athleticism. So, you know, you can see guys like uh, Johnny Fitzgerald, who has three goals for us, but is, you know, five foot five but really skillful, can thrive in our system and probably couldn't play for another team in the country, you know, because of the way they may approach the game. So I, I feel like that's where we're a little bit different and unique and, and special. Coach, what would you say is one piece of advice someone has given you throughout your career that you carry with you as a coach? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, stay true to who you are. You know, uh, players are smart and, and even assistant coaches that may work with you are smart people they know who you are and as soon as you pretend to be someone different then it's not genuine and when people don't feel like you're being genuine then they don't trust you or, or follow you as much so you know you, you know there's no perfect coach we all have some faults or some things we're strong at and weaker at and you know you continue to try and prove those but i think within that you got to stay true to who you are as a person and and how you behave and how you act your personality and you know as you're growing that as long as it's genuine growth players will know that but you know if you i go and try to be nick saban is i'm going to fail and those guys are going to know i'm not being authentic and then you just lose credibility you know coach before i let you go i have one final question for you I hear from my friends over at Walsh Jesuit, Javier Iriart, and Shane Price that you are quite the soccer player yourself. What would you say that you bring to a soccer team as a player? Uh, well, right now, no athleticism or pace. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's probably just the way I uh, can see and feel the game. So, you know, obviously good foot skills, but I think it's my strengths would be movement. You know, being able to, you know, connect with teammates, some of the same stuff I teach, just being able to see openings and way to open up defenses and then use my, uh, what skill I have, you know, to take advantage of it. But, you know, typically the best thing I could tell anybody is give the ball to better players. So, you know, that's what I tend to do when I play. <laughs> <laughs> How did your team finish this season? Uh, you know, indoor we won. Outdoor, inconsistent roster. So we, <laughs> we finished. We finished mid table. We probably underachieved. But when when we had our best group there, we we typically won more than we lost and would have competed it. But I, I got to get out of playing the open men's. It's I'm too old. I need to go to the forty and over <laughs> leagues. Oh, I'm sure you're pretty good. I'm sure you're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, tell those guys hello for me. Those are I will. good guys. Absolutely. Coach, thank you so much for joining us today. Anything else you wanted to say? Uh, no, we're, we're excited about this team and season, and, and hopefully uh, every game we play, people follow it. Get on the bandwagon. Come out and watch us play and, and support us at home games. It's, it's uh that's a team that can be special. Definitely. Fill the Hill, Akron Zip students, and everyone for that matter. Coach, good luck tonight. Thank you so much for joining us again. Appreciate you guys having me. That was Akron Zip's men's soccer head coach, Jared Embick. Super successful, has done a lot of great things for our program since coming to the University of Akron. Pat, what did you think of Coach Embick's interview? 
Shout out Coach Embrick. Literally the greatest head coach in all of soccer right now. Like NCAA soccer, he's that guy. I can't say anymore. His success speaks for itself. It does speak for itself, and that is coming from the biggest Akron Zips fanatic there is. And now it's time to transition over to our women's program with new head coach Jen Simonetti taking over this year. Our women's program has been up and down over the years. Lots of changes, lots of player changes. Pat, what do you think of our women's program so far under new leadership? So far, so good. I mean, you can't complain too much about being 1-0 and 2, and especially when you tie two phenomenal programs. So can't be mad about that at all, you know? Things are looking up for women's soccer here at Akron, and I'm a big fan of it. I love to see it. I do think our women's program is going to be very successful in the future and this season, hopefully, under new leadership and head coach Jen Simonetti coming over from Case Western Reserve University, very successful Division Three program. And guess what? We have another interview for you with head coach Jen Simonetti talking a little bit about that transition as well as many other things to do with our Zips women's soccer program. So here she is, Akron Zips women's soccer head coach Jen Simonetti. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sitting down today with Coach Jen Simonetti of Akron Women's Soccer. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm great, Logan. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for joining us. Been a great season so far. Jen, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your transition coming over from Division Three to Division One. How did that work for you? What was different about coming over from a D3 program, a successful D3 program, I should say, at Case? I think the big changes are the amount of support you have at Division One between the staff, um, the support staff that just help you in all facets of program management, as well as the resources, and obviously the ability to offer athletic aid definitely helps. But from my perspective, I think coaching the game is coaching the game, so that hasn't changed a lot. And I also think the way in which a coach decides to run their program and manage their players doesn't necessarily change a whole lot from division to division. So we're doing a lot of similar things and similar concepts, just hopefully at a higher level. A little bit more about coming over from Case. Is there anything that you brought over culture-wise that you wanted to reinstall here at Akron, or did you want to start anything new here? I think every program needs to be evaluated in its own right. There are definitely a lot of things that went really well for us at Case. First, I brought my staff with me. So Josh came right. over as an assistant coach, so that helped tremendously. But from a coaching perspective, the culture that we created at Case was probably one of the best I've ever had in my career. And so we're trying to implement some similar things here in terms of being here for the program, really getting to know your teammates so that you do a better job of supporting them on and off the field, building strong relationships so that we have a better connection on the field. So culturally, we're trying to bring a lot of that over as well. When it comes to preparation, is it different preparing a team in Division One than it is Division Three, or is it similar? It's different in the sense that we get more time with our athletes, so you can take a little bit more time learning concepts, working on fitness, and, and building into an identity, whereas at Division Three, you only get about six or seven days of preseason that is very, very busy. So I appreciate the extra time we get with our student athletes. It helps us develop them, keep them healthy on a slower timeline, but um, hopefully to a bigger picture. Other than that, I think, you know, you take each team, you look at the players that you have, and you build your identity based on that. So I think it's different for every program. Definitely. And then you spoke about preseason. What would you say is a good thing in a preseason to work on, especially coming into a new program? Setting a standard, I think. Letting them know what our expectations are as a coaching staff, what our beliefs are, and just what we expect of them as individual players and as a program. So setting those expectations early. 
Um, other than that, it's really just getting to know the players on an individual basis to see how you can best create a team identity. So that's what we spent a lot of preseason doing is allowing them to compete in different facets, to play in different positions, and really to pull out the best skills of each individual player to put them into the big picture. When you came in, what were some factors that drew you to Akron? What made you want to come be the head coach for Zips Women's Soccer? I've lived 10 minutes down the road for the last four years, and I grew up 10 minutes down the road. So I was actually recruited to one of the first women's classes here. Oh, wow. I, I chose not to come here, <laughs> but because of the development I've seen in the university and in the athletic department over the last 20 years, it was just really remarkable to see what they've put into the athletic department, honestly. Um, some other facets are just the ability to priority schedule with our student athletes so that we can set a training time where you have all of your athletes. The idea that I have full-time staff members working with me on a daily basis so that there's always somebody that can question ideas and concepts and, and support our student athletes. Uh, the fact that I can actually see my kids a little bit. I have three young children that I want to be a part of their lives in the afternoon and, and it's a little bit easier to do that here. And they can you know, hop into practice when they're only 10 minutes down the road Definitely. so I can run and grab them and they can be around the players. So there's just a lot of positives that came with the position to be honest. That's awesome. Talk a little bit more about your family. I know you have a very soccer-oriented family. Yeah, so my husband works at one of the premier soccer clubs in the region um, and then also has a facilities job. My kids are five, seven, and nine, all involved in soccer, but we're kind of, my husband and I are so soccer intense that we've tried to not force them to play, so we've <laughs> waited for them to ask to play, and, and they have, and so they actually really enjoy playing because it's been their decision versus ours. We try to get them into other sports, um, keep them active, my parents live a mile down the road from us, so we have some support there. My in-laws come in from England for nine weeks in the fall to really help us out because obviously the season's really busy, and we have two humongous dogs, so just one big, loud, crazy family. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So when you came into Akron on such a short notice, how were you able to evaluate the current player pool that you were given? We just set them up in training to bring out all the different abilities and skills that are involved with playing the game. And so we started to pick out individual players, individual skill sets, and we just kind of created that environment in training. And then obviously we had some side conversations. We had individual meetings with the players. We got to know them a little bit off the field to figure out how they tick and how they like to be coached and how they like to be communicated with. So just a lot of work from our coaching staff on and off the field. And then to continue on branch on that topic, when you did come in, what was a key factor that you looked for in players in order to make your system work and make a difference immediately? We actually create the system based around the players. So okay. one of the first things I always look at is fitness because I think it tells me about your intrinsic motivation to work hard when there's not a coach telling you what to do and there's no one around you to support you. And then from there, we want to play a possession style of soccer. So the players that have a good tactical understanding of movement and positional rotation, as well as the technical ability to keep the ball. So those are some of the things that we looked at. But really, um, just kind of, again, like I said, taking what our players have and putting them onto the big picture of the tactical identity we are were creating. Definitely. And were there any players that grabbed your interest immediately, even before you were hired as the head coach? Honestly, I try to come into a new program with a really open mind. So aside from watching a little bit of film where you couldn't even identify players' numbers, right. we didn't look at rosters, we didn't look at stats, we wanted to come in and create our own opinions of our players. So honestly, no. Every coach sees the game in a different way. What is your vision for this season and for the future with Akron Women's Soccer? And what is your vision for the game overall? That's a great question. 
My vision for this year is to create a team identity. We want to be known to be Akron women's soccer. We want coaches to talk about what we bring to the field because of who we are and not you know, who we're playing against. So we're just creating our own identity. We want to be an extremely hardworking, organized um, team, honestly. We're really going to focus on all 11 players on the field and every player on the bench having a major role in the success of our program. We're hoping that it comes together to the point where we can do damage in the conference and make it into the conference tournament even this year. I don't think that that's completely out of reach for us. So just trying to build confidence in the players to get there. And who would you say in the conference is your biggest rival? Kent State. Of course. <laughs> Got team down the road. That team down the road. We Disliked. play them on the 25th. So would you say that's the game that fans should attend this year if they're going to attend any of them? Absolutely. It's a Sunday afternoon. It's going to be a great game, um, and it's really going to set the tone for our conference run. And I asked William Portman of the men's team yesterday, and I'll ask you as well, what would you say is the biggest advantage to playing at First Energy Stadium? I think the atmosphere is incredible. Obviously, the playing surface is one of the best in the country, and the atmosphere and the support that we have for just Akron soccer in general is phenomenal. It's great to see other student-athletes come out to support each other. It's great to see our fans in the stands. So I think it is a true home advantage. On the day we are recording this podcast, the women's team has a game tonight at First Energy Stadium, September 8th at 7 p.m. versus Niagara. Talk a little bit about tonight's game and what you're looking for. We've actually had a really great week of training in our opinion, so what we're looking for is that we take some of those concepts that we've talked about and trained and make sure that they come out in our game tonight. We're looking to be competitive, again, hardworking, high energy, and hopefully put away some of our chances early. So just looking for a great game tonight. Nice to be back at home for once. Definitely. The women's team is currently sitting at 1-0-2. Going to go back and talk a little bit about a few of the previous games. Your first game of the season, you won 1-0 over Youngstown State. First win for you, first win for your program this season. What do you think went well in that game, and what were you able to carry over into the future? I think what went well is that we created a new tactical identity as a program, and they worked extremely hard to implement that on the field. And it was great to see some of the passing patterns and movements and things that we've asked of them come out in the first game, which we only had one scrimmage prior to that, so it was really great to see that. Definitely. Then moving on, uh, the women's soccer team tied Marshall 2-2. Two to two. What did you take away from Marshall, and how were you able to improve coming off that game? Marshall was an extremely athletic team, so they definitely had some of the faster players that we've played against. Um, we were able to come out and create a lead that we then gave away, but what I thought was the most impressive about our performance that day was that we were able to come back and get the draw, which on the road in that environment with a lightning delay, I think it was just a great performance, and it shows that our team is fighting and competing and, and a bit more gritty than you would hope. And finally, thus far, the women's soccer team finished up playing Oakland University, tying one-to-one. Jen, what did you take away from that game, and how are you going to bring that into your next match against Niagara, as Eastern Kentucky was obviously a no contest with the lightning delay? Oakland was also a great game for us in the sense that, again, we were on the road playing against a team that had a lot of upperclassmen experience and leadership. We were able to get ahead again. Um, unfortunately, we didn't hold on to the lead, but they were a very dynamic team, so we grew in the way that we're able to communicate and pass off defenders and move. And again, it came down to us just competing for 90 minutes. So I thought it was a great result on the road in the, in the environment that we were in that day. Definitely. And with your new team, so far, what is your favorite memory you've experienced this season? We actually, it just happened a few days ago, is that we had a team bonding day where we created a 
scavenger hunt all across campus with some crazy clues that took them to different points on the campus that they had to learn about. And then we asked them to take pictures and videos and things and create a montage, a, a little TikTok per se, <laughs> and present to the team later. And it was really great to see how they worked together in small groups, how they communicated, the joy that they brought to the event that we created. And then when they put their videos together, just to get together and watch them as a team, was really fun to see some personalities come out and a little bit of growth in our culture. So that was actually my favorite memory to date. That's awesome. And then circling back to your vision, I want to touch on one more thing. How is your current squad able to implement your vision for the game? And when you talk about how you saw the game of soccer, what is one thing about soccer that really sticks out to you that you try to keep with you each day? The players have been able to implement what we've asked of them because... One, they've bought into it. They're really excited to create a successful environment, a successful program. But two, they also have the ability. They're smart soccer players. They're talented soccer players. And so just with the direction that we're giving them and the coaching that we're giving them, they're able to understand it and then implement it on their own. The thing about the vision of soccer is that I, I love possession. I love the pretty game, you know, per se. But I also love the fact that there are no timeouts. So soccer is really about the players going onto the field and problem solving in different moments and having enough knowledge about the game and different ways to play the game that they can create their own success on the field. So it's really fun to see how they develop as players and how they implement just problem solving in the moment. Anything else you want to touch on today, Jen? I just want to give a shout out to my coaching staff. Um, Josh Kay came across from Case with me, and we have a great working relationship. We bounce ideas off of each other. He's been really, really awesome. He is a zip by nature, so he's super excited <laughs> to be here. And then Maggie Kuhn, who came over from Lockhaven, I've known her for about 15 years, and she just brings a really nice balance to our coaching staff, a lot of experience, um, really helps in all facets of the program. So just a huge shout out to them and their ability to support everything that we're doing here. Absolutely. Last question for you. Who would you say is the best mascot in the entire country? Obviously, Zippy. <laughs> Zippy is the best. You heard it here first from Coach Jen. Jen, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Of course. That was Akron Zips women's soccer head coach Jen Simonetti, and you heard it here first. She said it. Zippy is the best mascot in the entire country. Pat, you agree? Because she is. Zippy is the best. There's nobody that can rival Zippy at all. She's our queen. Everybody at Akron loves her. Everyone in the world should love her. Everybody loves Zippy. Zippy's and if you don't best. like Zippy, you, you're probably a Kent State fan. <laughs> There's nothing else that needs to be said. I That's simply put. 100%. Jen Simonetti said it here first. Zippy is the best mascot in the entire country. But... Our women's team is also one of the best teams in the entire country, in my opinion. So let's talk a little bit about what has happened thus far in the season. I know Coach Jen touched on it a little bit, but Pat, I wanted to get your opinion on some of the upcoming games that the women's team has. I'm, I'm smelling a huge win over the Dayton Flyers. Mom, I know you're going to listen to this. Your Flyers do not stand a chance in the world against the Akron Zips. Akron is just way better than Dayton, man. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah. From Dayton... Akron is way better, and the Zips are way better than the Flyers. Never forget that. The Zips are way better than the Flyers. You hear it here first from Patrick Weber. Pat, with all these games upcoming, who are some players to watch for the Akron Zips on the woman's side? You already know who I'm going to talk about first is Emma King. I mean, she she's just that good for us. I mean, she's been absolutely stellar. She's got two goals already, um, leading us in points with four as well. She's just so dominant. 
and there's you the words can't describe just how good she is and how much she brings to this program and this team. Love to see it. Shout out to Emma. Um, another player I want to talk about is Caitlin Bruni. She is our second leading scorer. She's got a goal and an assist uh, with three points. She's in second there for us. You know, again, really solid player. She brings a lot to the team. Again, love to see it. This is a program that is technically in a rebuilding stage. But we have so many good players that are still coming up that it's like, you love to see it. And the last player I want to touch on is Morgan Pence because she's got a goal on the season. She's got two points coming in. Technically, is our third best player. And here's the thing. I love watching them play because let me tell you, like, like we said, this is a rebuilding program. They got a new coach. This is a whole new system that we're going to see. Things are looking positive for them, and they are going out, and they're giving it their all. Like I said, they got one win, two ties. You can't be mad about that at all. So shout-out to those three girls, and shout-out to the entire women's soccer program. I'm excited to see where you guys go in the future right now. You know what I'm excited for, Pat? Our fourth and final interview with Morgan Pence (laughs) of the Akron women's soccer team. Hear from her on all things Akron women's soccer right here. All right, Zips fans, I'm sitting down with Akron women's soccer player Morgan Pence. Morgan, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Doing fantastic. Ready to talk a little bit of Zips soccer. So far, you guys are 1-0-2 on the season. How do you feel the season's been going thus far from an offensive-defensive standpoint? Overall, I think it's been pretty good. We've come a long way from last year. We've still got a long way to go, but we're definitely implementing a lot of new tactics, a lot of new ideas and I think the team is really buying into it so it's fun to be a part of new coach new system what do you feel is different this year from last year the intensity is definitely a lot higher the standards are a lot higher the expectations are higher Um, so overall everything is better we're looking to do a lot better and we're looking to take this team to the next level Your coach came in earlier and talked about how preseason makes such a difference to have a good year. What did you guys do in the preseason that you felt helped prepare you for the season? I think just our workload in general was helpful. None of us have really ever gone through a true preseason. We've always had one-a-days, nothing super intense. And then this year we had two-a-days, sometimes three-a-days with team meetings and stuff. And it was very taxing on your body but now that we're into the regular season and down to one a days it makes it feel a lot easier since we were put through a hard test the first couple weeks so I think it set us up for success. You actually transferred from Xavier a little bit of an off-topic question what made you choose Akron what was the reason that brought you here? Well I live about 30 minutes away from campus and when I was looking to transfer I wanted to come back closer to home so that kind of narrowed my options down to three or four schools and Akron kind of had everything I want. My life has always been about soccer and Akron is a soccer school. I mean the stadium, the facilities, it's just one of a kind and the fact that I have it so close to my own home was the biggest draw. So I've asked everybody else this question so far. What would you say the biggest advantages to playing at First Energy Stadium are? I mean, the field is literally one of the best in the country. (laughs) So that is definitely super fun to play on. Um, I think it just has a different atmosphere than some other stadiums. It's a full soccer facility dedicated to soccer, which you don't find at many schools. And it definitely makes a difference when you're on the field. Definitely. What matchup this season would you say fans should look forward to the most? 
I think what the team is most excited about is Kent. It's the school rival, and it's always been a close game when we've played them. There's a lot of excitement around that. We're trying to get a lot of fans to come down for that because it, it's a home game for us. So we really want to take advantage of that home field crowd, home field advantage. So everyone listening, come out to the Kent game. So would you say that the AK Rowdies are one of the biggest advantages of playing in Akron? I would say so. It's just so much more exciting. It's so much more fun to play when you have a big crowd and an energetic crowd. So having the AK Rowdies at as many games as possible, it just hypes up the team. It makes us excited to play and it makes us want to do good for our fans and for everyone watching. You have a couple upcoming games. Next one is at Dayton. How do you feel about that game coming up? I'm pretty excited. I think we've had a good week of training. Obviously, we had our first loss last night, which was tough, but I think it's going to really push us this weekend to improve and to be a lot more focused because we need to bounce back from that. So I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a good game for us to bounce back. In the Niagara game, what would you say you guys could have done better in order to succeed? Everything. We... Like I said, we had a really good week of training, and then we got to the game, and the energy and intensity just wasn't there. So just bringing that this weekend is going to be key. I mean, every team has a bad game, so not going to stress too much about yesterday, but as long as we improve and learn from it, then it's worth it. A couple of fun questions for you. Why did you choose number six at Akron? Um, I chose number six because my dad was number six in college. <laughs> he played soccer at Mercyhurst, and I have always tried to pick six on every team I've been on. I was six growing up, and then when I changed club, six was taken, so I took nine because it was an upside-down six. <laughs> so that's the story behind my number. How would you describe the word leadership? What does leadership mean to you on a team? I think leadership for me personally just means setting a good example. I'm not the loudest. I'm not a, like a cheerleader. I'm not super in your face, but I like to lead by example. Just work your tail off, show everyone how to do drills, how to win fitness, how to give 100%. And that's what leadership looks like to me personally. And how would you define success, whether it's in soccer or in general? I would define success as just achieving your goals. Every time, like every team has different goals um, based on their past, their skill level, what their current talent is. And I think this team has a lot of talent. The team chemistry is really coming together. So success for us should be, you know, making the MAC tournament going pretty far and achieving those goals that we've set for ourselves because, again, we have the resources to do it. In your career, what would you say is your most memorable goal? My most memorable goal <laughs> would probably be last year um, at Ohio State. It was a free kick. Sarah kicked it to me, and then I hit it in. And it was most memorable because it was my first college goal. It was against Ohio State, which is a, a big, big 10, really good team. So I was just super excited to be able to score my first goal in general, my first goal for Akron. It was, it was really special. Adidas or Nike? 
100% Nike all the way. What makes you pick Nike? I like Nike shoes better because okay. I have very they just fit me better and I've always <laughs> I've always worn them and I'm going to be honest that was my one like apprehension about transferring to Akron. I was like they're Adidas. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> but then conveniently we switched to Nike. So then Perfect. It was awesome. Turf or grass? Grass 100%. Day or night game? Night under the lights way better. Definitely. MLS or Premier League? Oh my gosh, Premier League without a question. <laughs> Then who do you think is going to win the Premier League this year? Even though I'm a big Liverpool fan, Liverpool for life, I'm going to have to go with either Man City or Arsenal. <sighs> Arsenal. I know. Arsenal's had a good beginning of the season, so if they can keep it up, they'll be looking good. Man City is just – they're just a great team. And, again, as much as I love Liverpool, I, I think those two teams are going to have the edge this year. <sighs> Not an Arsenal guy. I'm actually with you on Liverpool. Good, good. Pepper Jurgen. Oh, that's a tough question. <laughs> like I said, I love Liverpool, but I absolutely love the way Man City plays. So objectively speaking, I'll have to pick Pep because I think it's just better <laughs> soccer to watch. Naples or the Outer Banks? Oh my gosh, another tough question. <laughs> I'm going to have to pick Naples. My family has a a nice little condo down there so i've got lots of good memories down there we go down there pretty often okay would you rather drive or fly fly i hate driving <laughs> if i can avoid driving 20 hours in a car i'm gonna take it the flight this is a loaded one for those of you who don't know morgan has a sister that also plays soccer her name is reagan pence who would you say is better reagan or yourself reagan a hundred percent i mean if you've seen her play you you would agree with me. She is she's something special. She has she has a gift. I tell her all the time. I'm I'm pretty religious and I tell her God gave you a gift and it's just it's beautiful to watch and I'm lucky that she's related to me <laughs> and that I can claim I helped her get to where she is. Definitely. Man you or the yo-yo test? I'm going to have to go with the man you. I'm better at distance running, so that's more my strength. But okay. I actually, call me crazy, but I love fitness, <laughs> so I don't mind either of them. Okay, solid answer. And then the result or the process? I'm going to have to go with the process specifically this year because this is a rebuilding year for us. Again, I'm just relating this to our team. Right. Um, But I'm going to have to go with the process because we could go out and win – all of our games this year but play terrible soccer hate each other off the field and it it wouldn't be worth it so the process this year is definitely the most important playing good soccer getting along with our team getting to know each other because that's going to set us up for success in the long run not just this year absolutely and then relating that back to your team right now what would you say is your favorite memory so far this season with the zips my favorite memory this season would probably be last Monday. We did a scavenger hunt around campus. So our assistant coach, Josh, set up these little clues about historical facts about Akron. And we had to run around and try and <laughs> figure them out and take pictures and TikToks and videos and vlogs. And at the end of the day, whoever found the most got the most points and won. And I think that was the best team bonding experience we've had. It really brought us together, made us work together. We learned a lot about Akron, which was kind of fun. <laughs> Always good. Yeah, but that was that was a fun day for sure. And I think 
we've all agreed it's it's a turning point for our season. It's going to really help us with that team chemistry, and we're just trying to translate that onto the field right now. A few more Zip Soccer questions for you before we close out. How do you feel the level of training is different this season than it has been in the past with a new coach? I think it's definitely more intense overall. I think people aren't afraid to be competitive. They're not afraid to give 100% every day, and that's that's not something we've always had. It's always been a little bit more lackadaisical, um, and I think this year everyone is intense. Everyone is involved. Everyone is staying on top of themselves and team their teammates. The expectations are just a lot higher, and I love competition, so that makes it more fun for me. If I'm competing, I find that more fun than just going out to practice to get it over with. I love going to compete. Right. Got this opinion from your coach earlier in the show. I want to get it from a player's perspective as well. What's your vision for the season, and what is your vision for the future from a player's perspective? From a player's perspective, I kind of covered it already. On the field, we want to make the MAC tournament, win the MAC tournament. I mean, that one, that's going to be our goal every year. Um, we definitely have the talent, have the chemistry to do it. So that's my goal for the team, and I am hopeful that we can achieve it, and I think everyone on the team is as well. I speak for everyone. Looking ahead for the rest of the season, what would you say you're most excited for on a daily basis when it comes to Akron soccer? I am most excited for just the competition, going, like I said, going to practice and knowing it's going to be intense, we're going to work hard, going to into every game knowing that we can win and that if we do what we've been taught, if we give 100%, we're going to win. So just the thought of being competitive at practice in the MAC, that is a really exciting feeling. Anything else you wanted to add, Morgan? Come out, support your Zips women's soccer every chance you get. Go Zips all around. Morgan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Another great interview from Morgan Pence. Thank you so much to all four of our interviewees for joining us on Sports Power Talk. Pat, what did you think of Morgan's interview? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Love hearing from our players, especially the women's program. I'm so excited to see where they're going to end up in the future because I'm telling you that this, this women's soccer team is something special. Yes, it is. And all Akron soccer is something special. The University of Akron is something special. And if you're listening to this anywhere outside of the University of Akron, if you're a senior in high school, I don't care if you're a freshman in high school, you should apply to the University of Akron to fill the hill as a member of the AK Rowdies and watch both of these incredible teams play. Pat, that's all I have for us today. Any final comments? Nothing for me. As always, go Zips. Fill that hill. You know, we play Ohio State coming up. Everybody, please come out for that game. That game is going to be insane to watch. And Arsenal's winning the Premier League. Arsenal is not winning the <laughs> Premier League, but I'll finish it out. Make sure you fill the hill for both of our amazing soccer programs, as well as tune in to Sports Power Talk every Sunday from 11 to 1. And also download all of our podcasts on all major streaming platforms, SPT Rewind and SPT Overtime. For Sports Power Talk Overtime, I'm your host, Logan Conger. Joining me was Patrick Weber. Thanks again.